Welcome to today's edition of Beat to the Fire, where we're always challenging the status quo. For more cutting-edge commentary, go to feettothefire.org. That is feet, the number two, thefire.org. And now your host. Good morning and welcome to Feet to the Fire, the new voice of conservative dissent. This is your host, Sergio Fassa, and it is Friday. You know what that means. Friday follies. Insane things in the news from the left. And folks, we are, I'm already laughing. We are loaded for bear today. So uh, please stay with me. I'm going to try and get it all in as much as I can, as fast as possible. You know, I was talking about Trump and the issue with the Mar-a-Lago raid last couple of days, and I wanted to finish that. Maybe we'll get to that at the end uh, or maybe next week. But we got to jump into some of this funny stuff. The Daily Wire, a Navy veteran showed up for jury duty. The judge sent him to jail for not wearing a mask. I shouldn't be laughing. This is a Navy veteran. North Carolina Superior Court judge ordered a prospective juror to spend 24 hours in jail after he refused to wear a mask in the courtroom. Judge Charles Gilchrist is the only judge in the courthouse who enforces a mask mandate. And he found 47-year-old Gregory Hahn of Harnett County, again, a Navy vet, in contempt of court for his refusal to follow the judge's mask order. And here's what Hahn said, the Navy veteran. The irony of all this is the judge was talking to me without a mask. (laughs) What? (laughs) Navy veteran Han, who reportedly served on the president's honor guard at Arlington National Cemetery. So this guy served at Arlington. If safety was such a concern, I go to jail. And and this is, again, the Navy veteran. He goes to jail where there are, are no mask requirements with the inmates. So a judge not wearing a mask telling him to wear a mask, sending him to jail for not wearing a mask to a jail where no one's wearing a mask. There were no signs that stated it. It was not in the court summons, and Han was not made aware of the mask mandate. And But he still has to be sent to jail. This is outrageous. Okay, let's keep going. This is great. Okay, watch this one. The post-millennial. Defund the police councilwoman from Seattle begs Seattle police for protection after poop is thrown at her house. I am not laughing that poop is being thrown at her house. Poop should not be thrown at anyone's house. But this woman, what's her name? Her last name Sawant. Uh, Shama Sawant, okay, who, by the way, is a, she was a, she was, she's an immigrant from India. She was like an economics some sort of engineer and, and, and economics uh, business individual in India. When she came over here, I think she became an economics professor. But she's part of the officially socialist party. She is an is a out-and-out socialist. And she was one of the most vocal members of the defund the police movement in Seattle, which led to hundreds of officers leaving the force. I'm reading from the post-millennial. Sawant is now requesting police to protect her home in response to reported scatological vandalism. Scatological vandalism. I guess that's the official word for poop vandalism. Excrement vandalism being thrown at your house. Uh, Sources told the Post Millennial over the past month someone's been throwing human feces at the Marxist council member's home. Hey, hey, 
maybe you shouldn't be a Marxist implementing all of your socialist crud. I'll just use that word because it's uh, a clean word for the airwaves. Your socialist crud, all just scattering that all over our Seattle and our country. Um, maybe you wouldn't find crud scattered all over your house. Not that that's good, but uh, this is this is the absurd point we've gotten to, where Marxists are getting elected to council in our cities. According to the source, the Seattle Police Department responded and took a report. And the council member is now requesting quote a permanent patrol presence monitoring her place from five to ten p.m. every day. So you throw poop all over our constitutional liberties, and then when people freak out in your just just uh, chaotic city of Seattle, where it's basically a zoo, a animals are running the zoo. It's a crazy city of riots and decadence and decay. And you've created that with your Marxism and getting rid of the police. And now you're upset that poop is being thrown at your house and you want cops there. Hey, as I said numerous times now, poop should not be thrown at anyone's house. But it's a little ironic that the person who is anti-police is now asking the police to get the scatological vandalism and feces off of her property. All right, let's keep going. Fauci, Washington Examiner, Fauci insists he, quote, had nothing to do with school shutdowns. What? You know, these people just, they literally lie. It's stunning how much liberals think that it is entirely acceptable just to flagrantly lie. Who believes this? I guess they think that we, the proletariat, the ignorant serfs, uh, members of the fiefdom, the impoverished, ignorant masses will just swallow any type of scatological propaganda that the government gives us. You know, I think scatological, I haven't even looked it up. I'm just using context clues to know what that means. I am going to think, I'm, I'm going to add that to my vocabulary. So here's some scatological propaganda from Fauci. Uh, where's his quote here? Let's see. If you go back, Fauci says, and I ask anybody to go back over the number of times that I've said we've got to do everything we can to keep the schools open. No one plays that clip, he said. They always come back and say Fauci's responsible for closing the schools. I had nothing to do with it. What? I mean, let's get down to the facts. This guy is lying or, or, or he's deranged. I mean, I'm not trying to slander him or, or, or he's a moron. Okay, that, that's an option too. But how can he say this? No one plays that clip you did everything you can to keep the schools open. Hey, Doc Fouch, Tony, Tony, my man. All right, here's, here's a quote from March 20th, 2020. Fauci told PBS, quote, so clearly in certain circumstances, particularly in areas where there's community spread, the school should be closed. <laughs> what? Uh, as late as September 2020, Fauci told CNN, schools should only open up, quote, once the virus is under control. So this is, this is uh, I don't know, derangement on the part of the left. And he actually says, go back and check. This is such, this is the pharisaical left, so self-righteous. They do one thing, completely evil, and have no problem in their conscience going out and claiming the exact opposite, that they're as clean and pure as the sun-driven wind, sun, whoever it is, wind and sun-driven snow. This from the Political Insider, stay with me now, misty-eyed Adam Kinsinger says conservatives would be first to die in a civil war. Okay, this is great. Adam Kinsinger, who epitomizes the effeminate, emasculated, 
no guts, no spine, Republican establishment rhino who suffers from Trump derangement syndrome. I don't even know why he's still a Republican. He helped lead the charge with Liz Cheney on trying to impeach President Trump. And, and in fact, they impeached him. And now the January 6th committee and all that um, show trial nonsense political charade. Uh, here, here's what Adam Kinsinger tweeted. He's responding to some Twitter troll, I don't know, talking about the war in Ukraine with Russia. But the, the key here is what Adam said. Truer words have never been spoken, Kinsinger replied. Spoiled people who have never seen war like to play dress up. So I guess he's saying that conservatives are spoiled. If there is a civil war, they will be the first to pass away because Walgreens will run out of heart medicine. I don't, I don't even know what that means. I don't, I don't even know what that means. But what's hilarious is, bro, you, you, you epitomize, as I said, the effeminate, spineless, gutless, conservative, and American male. And you're telling us that we're going to be the first to die because Walgreens has no medicine? I, I can't even address that. My point is this. Conservatives are defined by guts. And also, clue, Adam, we're all the ones with guns. So I'm not saying anybody should get into a civil war. We don't want that. And I'm not saying anybody should be violent. But it's so odd that the, um, that the spineless rhino is lecturing the conservatives who have all the firearms that we're going to be the first to drop dead from, I guess, I don't know, heart attacks. Okay, New York City's, this is from the Political Insider. New York City is livid as illegal immigrants, okay, catch this, guys, are given shelters with TVs, Xboxes, and culturally appropriate meals. What, what does that mean? Here's what this means. New York City unveiled these shelters for illegal immigrants, complete with all these accoutrements. These shelters, tents located on Randall Island, cost $650,000 and are expected to temporarily house 500 single adult illegal immigrants. So, so the homeless in New York City, which is a sad situation, are like, hey, we're American citizens. We have no place to go. Illegals are coming in. And they're getting like uh, the Ritz Carlton to get to play video games and hang out and eat. Uh, I don't. I don't. Remains to be seen what cultural appropriate meals are. I don't know if that's um, tacos or something. Is that uh, they're the ones saying it? Is that uh, in, inappropriate for me to say that? They're the ones pushing these culturally appropriate meals. So um, I guess this is what New York wants to do when DeSantis sends illegals around the country to make a point to these quote-unquote sanctuary states and cities, they give them video games. When migrants first walk in after intake, they will see a recreational room set up with rows of couches. Oh, that's nice. So after breaking national sovereign border law, they get to sit on a nice couch, TVs, Xbox consoles, and board games. And those meals that they are provided are culturally appropriate. It is South American fare. The menu rotates on a regular basis. Uh, this evening, in our illegal immigrant shelter, we will be giving you South American fare with some burritos and, I don't know, whatever else that defines uh, South American fare. But what's funny is, here's what's funny. Aren't these people the ones who cry uh, racism when you talk about uh, the distinctives of certain cultures, certain garb uh, or accents that might characterize uh, some particular ethnic cohort, and yet they're okay doing culturally appropriate meals. So I guess uh, illegals can't eat American food? I think that's racist. 
Next, Political Insider. The Biden State Department, get a load of this, is funding drag queen performances in Ecuador to promote diversity. Do the Ecuadorians even want this? Guys, guys, this is where your tax dollars are going, and this is the decline of the West. We are paying for drag queens to dance in Ecuador. The State Department has awarded a $20,600 grant to a cultural center in Ecuador that will, quote, promote diversity in part through the production of drag queen performances. The grant doesn't simply provide taxpayer funds to the center that just happens to host drag performances. It specifically states the intent is to, quote, promote diversity and inclusion. And how will that be done? Through, quote, three workshops, 12 drag theater performances, and a two-minute documentary. Uh... I, I don't know the history of drag queen performances in Latin America. I don't even know the, how they got two minutes for that. The grant has been awarded to the Centro Ecuatoriano Norte Americano, a nonprofit organization supported by the U.S. Embassy and Consulate in Ecuador. And then they show a picture, <clears throat> excuse me, of a guy in a dress dancing in Bogota, Colombia. I, I feel, I, look, I feel for uh, Ecuador, Colombia, and these Latin American nations, that they are treated as though they even want this. That they, that, yeah, I think the, um, uh, I'm sure the normal citizens who have strong family values in Latin American culture do not want this. I wonder if maybe the uh, human trafficking gangs and drug lords are the ones uh, attending these drag queen shows. Something tells me that, uh, I don't know that the drag queen performers wouldn't fare well uh, hanging out with the drug lords. You know what? On this theme of transgender, let's keep going. We're running out of time. Stay with me. Fox News, Democrat in key Senate race, this is sad, said it's troubling that the GOP wants to prevent gender-affirming surgeries for trans youth. So, so it's troubling that we don't want to mutilate children. Cherry Beasley claimed Republicans to continue to, quote, launch attacks against trans people. I'm not going to read the whole article. Uh, here, here, let me read her quote. Trans people, this is the Democrat candidate for governor in North Carolina. Trans people, and especially people of color, face a lot of barriers around access to health care. And I know Biden reversed Trump's policies that rolled back protections for transgender people in health care, Beasley said. We know Republicans, of, of course, here in North Carolina, continue to launch attacks against trans people, including the limiting the ability of trans youth to have gender-affirming surgeries. There's just something troubling, deeply troubling about that. Deeply troubling that you can't mutilate the physiology the genitals and other body parts of children? You're sick, lady. You're sick. What is your fetish with perversion and body mutilation? That These people are perverts. And, and they always use this word care to, to uh, this, is, this is liberal speech, to mollify uh, the audience and to make what they're saying sound uh, nicer and not as evil and wicked and disturbing. So instead of calling it abortion or murdering babies. It's pro-choice. Uh, you know, reproductive rights for women. Now it's, uh, we know that the state health care plan does not provide for, here it is, trans-affirming care. Trans, what is trans-affirming care? Chop your body parts off? Or add extraneous body parts? And, and, and she says, you know, it's very, very dangerous. Transgender adults are two times as likely than cisgender adults to, to be diagnosed by depressive disorders. I wonder why 
they're being diagnosed with depressive disorders, maybe because the state is sanctioning and paying for and encouraging self-mutilation. Also says this, we must eliminate disparate costs for mental health care because health care, mental health care is health care for all of us. Oh, and they call it transition care. So, you know, of course, the state employees are suing the state health plan for the coverage, the lack of coverage for transition care. We must get that right. So that's another that's another buzzword. So so self-mutilation. Now they're calling transition care. See how they whitewash it, make it sound nice. Then you scroll down and you see this disturbing picture once again of the man, Rachel Levin, who's the assistant secretary for health, the one from Pennsylvania, who is the ugliest woman I've ever seen because I can say that because it's not a woman. It's a man. You gotta look up pictures of Rachel Levine. It's disturbing. It's a guy and uh, with long hair. And uh, every time I see a picture of him, it just highlights the disturbing, ugly absurdity of the transgenderism. And lastly, we are going long today. Lastly, Chinese labs purchase of U.S. land for primate breeding facility draws scrutiny. No kidding. <laughs> Do you hear what I just read from the Epic Times? The Chinese lab, a Chinese firm purchase of land in Florida to build a, a Chinese fir- a Chinese firm's purchase of land in Florida to build a lab monkey breeding facility is drawing scrutiny over the company founder's ties to the Chinese military. Join Laboratories, California, the California subsidiary of a biotech firm headquartered in Beijing, in July purchased more than 1,400 acres of land for building a primate facility in Florida's Levy County. What? Combined value of $5.5 million. Good news, the construction has not yet begun, but it's receiving public attention. No kidding. Of, because the Chinese are buying private property in Florida to breed monkeys. What? Do you hear this? What is going on? What are, are we America anymore? Is this the West? Of course it's getting scrutiny. That amount of property, what are you breeding monkeys for? I know. It's got to be a giant monkey army that they're going to use to take over the United States. Or maybe to create more biological weaponry and spread primate-born viruses all over the nation. That might be it. Let justice roll down like waters, America, and righteousness like an ever-flowing stream. Don't believe the hype out there. The left is disturbed and twisted and getting more so every day. This week's Flamethrower Award has got to be a tie between the Biden administration for paying for drag queen shows in Ecuador and Latin America that these people can't possibly want and the Chinese for their brilliant plan of spawning monkeys in Florida. See you next week.